Hi everyone, I'm Madeline Park, stylist and vintage fashion hound. I believe everything has a story, whether it be clothes or the people that wear them. Currently, our stories may be warped by a world pandemic, but I want to focus on what we can control. So this is Style at Home, a bonus mini-series following season one of Style Stories. I sit at home with older new peers and discover how their life and style are adapting to isolation. Together we address their style at home. Today I'm chatting with Libby Babette, mum, author, speaker, presenter and owner of four businesses, including the recently rebranded gym, The Upbeat. As we come to the last episode of Style at Home, I couldn't think of anyone more fitting to conclude the series than Libby. Not only has she been able to embody the spirit of keep calm and carry on through COVID, she's done it with an upbeat enthusiasm and a smile on her face. While Libby sways from simple comforts to purpose-driven performance wear, it's always her style to be active and bring her whole self to all that she does. She wears her heart on her sleeve and it's her boundless energy, her ability to build a community and her desire to make everyone around her just a little bit happier that has kept me and so many others moving through this challenging time. She's put smiles on so many faces and I know she's been a central part of defining my style at home. And if you're looking for more than sound and want some sight of the interview, head over to madelinepark.co to view a video version of the podcast. I was doing my research and, yes. uh, you know, just in preparing for the interview. And yes. um, one of the things that I heard you talk about in another podcast was yes. um, Taryn Brumford, who's an yes. author... And she uh, she started the body image movement. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's so one of, one of the things that you said that inspired you uh, was a question she got asked around, like, what do you say to your daughter when she comes up to you and says, oh, mummy, do you think I look pretty in this dress? And she turned around and said, I've, I'm more interested in what you're going to do in that dress, darling. And I was like, yes. Oh. That's a perfect way to start my interview with Libby. <laughs> I know, right? And it's so true as well because I think like, you know, we it's a good message for all of us really because when you think about like how we view ourselves and how we view other people is so different and unique. Like it's interesting. I think like, you know, when I look at someone else, I'm never looking for like, you know, pimples or, you know, rolls or bad fashion. Like I'm not looking for that stuff ever. I'm looking yeah. for how they engage with me and what they've got to say and the energy and, you know, whether they're really present with me. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, and then I'm like, what are we doing? Are we going for coffee, going for walk, you know? And it's really interesting. Whereas when we look at ourselves, um, you know, and it's funny because we see other people too. Um, animated, you know, animated. Yeah. And blah, blah, blah. But when we look at ourselves, it's like we look in the mirror and we're still. And we're, you know, like it's just, a, it's one tiny little part of what everyone experiences when they interact mm. with us. And I think we so often forget that. So it, it's funny because um, people often, I often get asked this question talking like, I love what Taryn says because she's like, you know, yes, darling, what are you going to do in it? And it's so nice to hear that. And I loved it because I thought, oh, that's awesome. Like I need that tip for when my daughter asks me these questions yeah. <laughs> because it's such a loaded question, isn't it? It's like, it really, you know, 
it's a loaded question, but um, when it, I get asked often, you know, what does uh, a positive body image mean to you or body positivity? What does body pos- positivity mean? And I honestly think that body positivity and, and body image, it's actually, it's about how you feel and, and what you do because not about actually how you're looking because I've worked with women with poor body image who are size six to size 26. And I've worked with women with excellent body image from size six to 26. And the difference is actually not what they look like at all, their looks, their weight, nothing. The difference is how they feel about themselves and what they do for themselves. So I always say, you know, a a positive body image is actually about what positive actions you take for your body. It's not necessarily about just sitting there and thinking, oh, I look great or not, you know, because honestly, everyone I've ever worked with that has felt negatively about themselves, it's because they're doing things that they feel negative about. They're sitting on the couch, they're eating foods that aren't making them feel good, they're not moving their body or they're moving it in a way that's leaving them, you know, injured or not feeling happy or it's too intense or it's not hard enough. You know, they're not doing things that actually are making them feel positive about what their body can do. And also about, you know, and making them feel good about themselves. So I actually think body positivity and, you know, body image is more of an action than it is a situation, if that makes sense. And, you know, nine times out of 10, particularly when I'm working with young women, if they have not been, if they've not been introduced to exercise in a fun and positive way, if they've never been taught, you know, how amazing and energetic, real good food can make you feel and how to actually read a label and they're not empowered in those ways, they'll feel out of control and negative. Um, and yet if they understand food enough to generally eat pretty healthily, they've got good base energy and they're, you know, attending some kind of exercise or getting out in nature in a way that makes them, you know, feel feel good they're going to feel positive about their body eight times out of every 10 and you know there's always times when we feel shit about ourselves but you know that's just everyone that's just hormonal and it's situational but usually it's it's to do with how we feel not actually how we look and I think that's an important differentiation so you you got that from your parents at a very early age though didn't you like they put you into sport and fitness because you you kind of been quite open about the fact that as a, a younger girl, you were um, yeah. you were like a little bit bullied and you kind of didn't feel like you fit in. Yeah, uh, totally. I was shy. Now, I can't, like, it's hard to believe you weren't the most popular girl in class. Um, oh my gosh, definitely not. <laughs> but, but why, why did you as a little girl not feel like you fit in? You know, I was, I mean, again, you'll laugh at me and say it's hard to imagine now, but I... Yeah. Um, I am at my heart probably quite an introvert, you know, I'm an, I'm an introvert that loves people. I'm really interested by people. Um, and that combination is, is I think came together in me being very shy because when I was younger, I was, I am very introverted. You know, I, my perfect day is reading a book in the sunshine with a cup of tea, you know, and, um, and I rarely go out on social events, but I also love people and I love giving people really great experiences. And I love, I'm an energy feeder. Like I love feeding people energy. I love receiving it. And so that's why I love what I do so much. But um, when I was younger, I was both, you know, a bit introverted and then also I love people and I really wanted to them to have a good experience with me. And I, you know, I, I didn't like it when, you know, people were mean to other people and I didn't, I felt really shy about it when, you know, everything wasn't rosy. And I had that as a young kid, that kind of shy uh, combination with, you know, wanting to love people and them to love me back and all nicey-nicey. You know, I was that girl that you're a big sister. Yeah, no, I have been. And it's, 
Yeah, yeah I am. I've been a, I'm a people pleaser and it's something that you have to learn to uh, mold within yourself, I think, as you get older. But as a kid, yeah. it made me very shy and also made me a really easy target, I think. You know, I was that person that would stand at the top of the slide and wait for 20 people to go down and mum would be like, can you just go? <laughs> <laughs> did, you know? did, that, did that shyness come out in like the way you expressed yourself like physically? Did you... Did you, were there things that you would or wouldn't wear as a little girl because you wanted, because there was a shyness there or? Yeah, you know, I, um, it's funny because I always have this like laugh when I look back at my like 10 or 11 year old photos. because so I think that sort of age where you're, and even a bit younger than that, kind of eight, nine, 10, it's the age just before you hit preteen and you start to wor worry about what everyone thinks, you know? And I think, I, I feel like at that self, you've been alive long enough to know what you love, but not long enough to really worry about what others are desperately thinking. And so in that sweet spot, I always used to wear like little bike shorts, one of dad's old baggy shirt, pair of runners. I'm like, that's how I knew what I was going to be. But, <laughs> Um, I love that. <laughs> but I do remember my mum saying to me, like, to this day, I have this dreaded hate of wearing jeans. You'd never see me in them. If, if I ever post a photo in jeans, everyone's like, what? Are they actually leggings? And it's interesting. Mum always says to me that when I was really young, there was this stranger that I was wearing a pair of jeans and they called me a boy or something. And she, and I, from then on, I wouldn't wear them. And I wonder if that's still in my psyche somewhere. Yeah. But, you know, it's, um, it's funny. I, I don't really remember that so much. But I, I don't think I was picked on necessarily from a physical point of view. It was more just that yeah. I was, I, it was a shy and I was that easy target. So, you know, the, the kids, and it wasn't so much, um, it was a lot of the kids at the school next door, actually on our way home, I, you know, I got quite, you know, physically chased and bullied. And, um, and at school, I just got, you know, it was that kind of emotional bullying. And so, but, you know, it, it's funny because it was, towards the end of primary school and what you're talking about there is I came home and I was just so upset about it and my parents are very practical and mum was like oh god I'm sick of hearing about it what are you going to do about it and um you know find an interest find a group that you belong to and and dad who was very sporty was like you know let's make you the sporty kid come on and we just yeah. trained that entire um that entire holiday season it was like another eight weeks of the summer holidays and we trained and we got fit and we learnt different skills and it was just um to me, it was, it felt fun because I didn't think of it as like, it wasn't like he was coaching me and mum got involved too, in a sense of, um, you know, forcing me to be something. It was, it was just time with dad and mum who I, you know, I loved and it was time that I really wanted it. Um, and it was so much fun that I was so excited to get up everywhere, every day and do it. And, um, you know, we'd run on different, we'd run different ways and we'd go swimming in the creek at the end and we'd practice shot put throwing stones. And it was just a really joyous time. And, you know, I came back and we just, I just entered everything in the sports carnival and just went into it with a really fun attitude. Like I was excited to do it and, but not feeling nervous about it. And, and I won the sports carnival and I took home a trophy. And, and for me, that was my first time when I really felt like I'd, I'd worked for something and I'd accomplished it, but the working for it was actually really good fun. And it didn't feel like, um, it didn't feel like a, an effort, you know, yeah. it was, it was enjoyable. And not only that, but I had someone around me that was making it enjoyable and that I really loved. And, and that was a gift I really wanted to, to, when I came into this industry, I really wanted to pass on because, um, again, I had a, an illness in my twenties where I had to restart my whole health journey. And when I did that, I, I was looking for something that wasn't as intense, but back in the day, then it's different now, but there were just, it was like hardcore bodybuilding or it was hardcore 10 kilometer marathon to marathon running. And it was, you know, or it was hardcore athletics training. And I just, um, at that point in my life, I just wanted, you know, something that was 
joyous again. Yeah. So, um, and I've got to thank you because, from a personal perspective, I yeah. I was shit at team sport my whole <laughs> childhood. So I've avoided them my whole life oh. to the extent that I have only had a personal trainer because I have not even wanted to go to a gym. Um, but you Libby has turned me around because the one thing I did do as a kid was dance and so that's why you know you know like I'm such a fangirl and but it's because I'm very grateful uh for what like honestly for what the changes in myself and and my physical kind of being but to be able to be confident to come to the gym and and do it like a an aerobic class and just come yeah. out of it feeling high and feeling like I just had so much fun. Um, it, like my husband will tell you, he's like, I've been telling you for years at the gym, like going to a class with other people because I'm such a social human being. He's like, yes. I've been telling you for years it can be fun. I'm like, I just found the right spot, you know? Oh, like, so, I love that. So, and that's, that's, that's an important thing that you said right then because it is about finding the right spot, you know? Like we won't be the right spot for everybody and thank goodness there's so many people doing really different interesting things these days. But you're exactly right. You've got to find your tribe, you know? Yeah. And I, I laugh about this because back in the day we had, you know, there was church and there was there were these community groups. There were all these little things that, we, that were really important and those um, have for a lot of people broken down these days and and gyms I think are a real place of connection now if they have got a real community feel because you know it's a place that feels like that third space yeah so but you've done a lot don't take it away from yourself you've done a lot to bring that together you know every single person even as these zoom classes (laughs) have expanded Odette and I are like, oh my God, Libby knows everybody that's in the class. uh, That's a lot to do with who you are. But I know that community is important to you. And I know that you and I have spoken about that before. And that um, community is kind of built into every business. And there's many of them that you have. (laughs) Um, But your entrepreneurial spirit uh, has started at a very young age, didn't it? Yes. Well, so it's you had your first business at fourteen or thirteen. Yeah, thirteen. So I was very frustrated because in Queensland, and I don't know what the rules are here, but you're not allowed to be employed by someone until you're, I think, fourteen and eight months. And so basically, we, I was, I was just got to thirteen. I was like, I really want some money. And, and mum and dad weren't the most well off, and they were like, We gotta give you some money. And so I sat down. I was like, What could I do? What could I do? And um, we had a little brainstorm and you know at the time mum was like oh you know you've got some old costumes in there we could fancy them out maybe you could do some kids theme parties I was like yeah that's a really good idea I do that for my cousins and my sisters anyway and so I literally just put all these you know you're not allowed officially allowed so I just put all these you know notifications up at all the kindies and preschools saying you know I'm doing kids theme parties it's $50 for two hours which was big money in those days for me and um that's what I do and I'd I'd show up dressed as a fairy or a clown or a spice girl at that point and um and we do two hours of kids games and and it was really fun and I yeah I started that and it was just you know under the radar don't tell the tax department but um, (laughs) it was great fun and I ended up actually having to give it away when I was about like kind of going into grade 12 which is like 17 in Queensland because I was just booked out on a weekend I'd be going from fairy party to fairy party and um it was good fun and it was actually a good um first lesson without all the risks and worries of a proper business of like oh this is how you kind of 
go through doing a business. Like you put the word out there and then you do something that you can do yourself with low cost and you kind of build on it then, you know, once I earn yeah. a bit of money, I could buy certain games to bring with me. And it was, it's build upon build. And I think that is an important lesson and something that I've learned through, as you say, starting many businesses. And I think this is why business is addictive. If you, you know, are able to do it because you, it's so hard to sit outside a business and look at the finished product and think, I want to try that. It's so scary, but actually if yeah. you look at the, the lowest, risk and lowest cost model and you give it a go you realize that you start down here and you build layer upon layer upon layer and that's sort of you know what I've gotten used to doing I guess um and it gets easier you know the upbeat is my was my fourth or or fifth and it was funny when we were fitting out the space we were like oh how much easier is this now having done it (laughs) having dealt with council a number of times it's, it's just a learning process like anything else the difference is that the for a career you go to university and you build yourself up that way and then you do work experience and you walk in with a business you start with just you and what you're available to offer or what you're able to offer and then you slowly build upon that and so it's just a different way of doing things really and and a different learning curve and a different upskill and so um it it is um and i like you know in terms of like the thread through your business you yeah. you so obviously community is one of them. Um, yes. But um, the other thread that you've kind of openly talked about is uh, storytelling and how yes. you integrate that into all your businesses and you're, you know, like obviously entertaining young kids, you were, a, you know, you were a born storyteller. Yeah. Um, you're a journalist before you, you know, uh, entered yes. into the fitness world. Yeah. Um, this podcast is about how people express themselves and what you know mm. what their clothes mean to them what what would you say is the story that your what you wear tells about you right now or in general <laughs> <laughs> well I've only ever seen you in your activewear but I, <laughs> I, know. I know well that's a fair enough question look and this is our um this is our this is my shirt from the upbeat I've just finished teaching yeah. which is why I'm looking a bit messy um but it is uh, it's our icon and in the upbeat like my method with fitness as you know is not necessarily about you know getting your macros and your micros right or you know whatever it might be there is science behind it because I'm totally nerdy but uh, this is our smile icon and it basically what it means to me is we're here to make you feel just 10% happier every day just that little bit happier and I think it's those little happiness habits that add up to an overall more fulfilled or more content life you know it's when you don't have something a tool you can use to shift your energy state that things become hard and so this to me is is what that means but in general look I would say I um it's a good question because I wear a few I wear surfwear or activewear like I'm a bit of a surfy beachy girl so if it comes from a surf shop great if it comes from an activewear shop great um if it's outside of that I really struggle (laughs) (laughs) so if I have to dress up to go to a nice event give me just a one-piece dress because anything that I have to put together it's like it's it doesn't mean enough to me to think about it and it kind of but it also stresses me out to try and put something fancy together if that makes sense and it's interesting because no one in my family really wears jewelry you know I've got my wedding rings and that's about it um we're very simple people and we we all of us feel a little bit awkward when we have to get dressed up but I do still like 
to look nice within what I like to wear. So, you know, I, I love to mix and match different activewear. I, I think it's really important to have self-expression in whatever you do. And luckily that's become part of me and my lifestyle in and outside of work. So, you know, it gets a little bit surfier, a little bit streetier when I'm out and it, but it's still some kind of activewear in there. I will say though, I do love um, as well, kind of kind of loose clothing when I'm outside of a work situation too, because we're in these kind of tight outfits all the time. So that's where the surfwear comes in, that kind of loungy and relaxed. And so there's yeah. a difference between kind of I'm on and I'm all action or I'm, you know, on downtime. So um, I don't know what it says about me. I think, I guess I am a fairly simple person too like it doesn't actually take it's interesting because in work I like lots of mental stimulation and I like lots of physical stimulation from a work point of view but outside of work I am quite relaxed and simple so that kind of surfy clothing kind of does dictate me in and that's an interesting concept actually when I'm in work mode it's that kind of active wear I'm ready for action it is performance wear and I'm going 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 and outside it's kind of relaxed and the things that I like to do are read a book go to the park have brunch with my family I am that person that if you said to me like someone said to me the other day what if we can't travel for years like that doesn't really bother me I like to travel but I you know it it's the simple life that actually I really enjoy. If someone said you can never read a book again, I'd be flipping out. Like, but no travel, yeah. no I can deal with that. So that's the kind of person I am. I am that relaxed and simple person. As long as there's an ocean nearby and I've got a book in my hand and my family around me, I'm cool. Um, and I don't really need a lot of extra stuff. But when it comes to work, every job I've done that's not my own business that I can build and expand upon um, becomes boring very quickly. And I don't know what that's about, but I, I like to not have the red tape and I like to be able to move and change and expand. And I think probably one of my skills is reading an, an audience and a market. Like I know when it's time to move on from a concept, even if I've loved it. Yeah. So, you know, the upbeat for many people came out of the blue, but in my mind I was percolating for a while going, there's a beat based concept that needs to come to Australia. That's simpler than whatever's here so far. That's doing really well in the States, but in a dancey way and needs to be commercialized. And it was brewing for me. And I'd run a really athletic style gym before this. That was all trained like an athlete, etc. And it was great. Super profitable. I loved it. Um, but all these other similar ones started popping up and that made me bored. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's and a, I knew was, there was an opportunity waiting. I was going to ask you like what, because obviously um, rebranding to the upbeat came at a time when like just before COVID hit really. Yes. Um, yes. So it was, I'm sure it was a very interesting time for your business because you obviously knew yes. you were going into that. But um mm. So, so the creative direction around the upbeat is obviously the smile um, yes, and yes. the happiness, which is, a, I think, a really perfect symbol of you. Um, oh, thank but, you. Uh, what, what other kind of, what are, what are the other kind of drivers for changing? The rebrand. Um, yeah. Yeah. So look, it's interesting. I just, like I said, I could see that there were some really great beat driven businesses in the States, but were quite dancey. And I just knew that it would be difficult to really make that kind of thing work here, but I knew there was a space for it because it's a really joyous thing. And there's a lot of science behind how much better, how many better results you can actually get when you are moving with the beat, you know? And I knew there was a space for it. I, I just, you know, I, I had this inkling that like right now, Australian fitness has taken itself a little bit too seriously. <laughs> and, and I want to bring a little bit of fun to it. 
Um, yeah. And I had this like this urge to do this to the beat stuff, but to make it a bit more commercial, which interestingly, we were one of the first people in Australia to do a really athletic circuit-based group exercise concept with my first uh, fitness business, Agoja. And um, at the time I was like, why is this not being brought into a group concept, this way that we train where we're athletes out in the field? And so we were one of the first to do that. And now there's so many more, you know, there's the F45s and the fit bodies yeah. and whatever else. And, and so I had that same feeling with this kind of working out to music, to the beat fitness, I was like, there's a space here to merge dance, but also strength and regular gym work with music and, and make it a little bit more commercial so that people don't have to be these, have to feel like either a pro dancer or, you know, or, or a serious athlete to do it, but they get really good results because we've got strength and we've got mat-based training, we've got cardio and we do that in an athletic but dancey way. So I just had this real, it was just bubbling up in me for ages. And interestingly, the first, when I wanted to do it was when I found out that I was pregnant with Izzy and it was a 13 year journey to get pregnant with her. So I, you know, I knew that that had to be my focus. So at that time I was about to open this business and I had the outdoor boot camp buff girls and I was about to open and I knew that we wanted this kind of concept, but I wasn't willing to do it without myself in it. And that's maybe sounds a little bit up myself or so, but I just knew as an owner, you have to be in something to really launch something, you know? Mm. And um, so I said, you know what? We've got this space. It's good timing. Let's bring Buff Girls, which was that bootcamp business. We'll do an indoor outdoor concept, but let's start to test a few little to the beat concepts. And I had an amazing girl with me, Sian, who was able to help me do that and be, be there physically and was amazing um, to help me kind of start to test the waters on that. Um, and then Alex came in who, you know, now obviously and, and Emma and, we sort of, um, yeah, so they were able to kind of play with that a little bit, you know, with me popping in and meeting with them and helping to, to kind of explore that um, while I was in that first year of kind of having and looking after Izzy. And so then I came back in and slowly I was like, okay, now we're going to start to change over the classes and see how far we can push the boundaries and yeah. still have our clients enjoy it. And when we're clear that the concept will work we're going to change it and so we brainstormed the name and um you know the upbeat came up and and we were pumped for it but it wasn't the right time so i actually had planned to really launch the upbeat in around june um but what happened in march was covid hit and we knew that we wanted to go online when we launched this so right. what was gonna happen was we were gonna plan this beautiful online product and we were gonna bam launch the studio and fully to the beat finally an online product now covid was coming and i was like i started to get the nerve i was like f <laughs> Yeah. it's going to come and I'm going to yeah. have to go online and we're not ready yeah. for it, but that's okay. We're going to do it. But I do not want to go online as buff girls. Like my whole being was like, no, that is not yeah. happening. So I was like, let's go, let's go. We are getting the up being happy. It seemed like such a rush because we brought it out. I got the sign guys on the last day they were working. We launched on the Sunday and on Monday we got told we had to shut down. And I was like, okay, I knew that was coming, but like, phew, we did it on time. Let's launch the upbeat. I don't know what we're going to do for tech, but we'll figure it out on the way down. Um, yeah. And it's been exciting. Like this three months that we've been closed, really, by the time we open, it'll be three months. And I think um, it's been financially distressing don't get me wrong but it has been creatively exciting and magical and i have loved the opportunity to get in and figure out how to do a live stream we've built our on-demand library now and hot news off the press we're about to actually launch that on demand it's going to go off there and it's actually going to be a fully launched phone app on the app store so it's given us the time to kind of launch imperfectly figure it out and now be going where we wanted to be starting to experiment with by December, which is so exciting. 
Um, and there are still things where we're obviously working on, like when we relaunch, we'll be launching with new classes again and, and that evolution is happening. But, um, and just finding even the right instructors to bring this experience to light has been um, a journey too. But we've got an amazing team now and, um, and a good concept and I'm so excited to actually get it out there now as the upbeat and yeah. we've had the chance to do it, which is cool. Yeah, and well done in, in being able to turn that round so quickly because oh, it has been like such a positive thing. And I'm talking from a very personal perspective, but it's been <laughs> such a positive thing to have in a time that could have been quite upsetting oh, or quite moody, you know, if you weren't exercising, you weren't moving your body. 100%. Um, and, you know, uh, one of the things I love about it is it is so you, Libby, like, you know, you're always happy. <laughs> You've got so much energy. Um, I love that uh, the Spice Girls is a regular feature yeah, in the soundtrack. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Back to um, my roots. But also, I just, I want to ask, uh, in terms of you, I know one of the, you, you are a bit of a nerd. And uh, yeah, you love your nerd. fantasy I'm novels. a nerd on the inside. Yeah, I am. <laughs> you read, like, fantasy every night. Uh, yes. Does that sense of, like, anything can happen feed into you know like th that belief that you could kind of do anything feed into how you know your motivation to to bring yeah. the launch six months ahead look uh, totally I think I think there's a real um you know I get really sad when I speak to people that say they don't like reading stories because I actually think it's one of the best antidepressants on the planet along with exercise so I'm actually really lucky like you say there I'm really, I'm often really happy it's not that I'm I am but I actually do have a really good toolkit of things to flip the switch quickly so I never sit in a bad mood it's like if I'm if I'm out I know I'm like I'm just gonna go read a book for five minutes like I'm back I'm happy like it's just to take your brain out of out of the present and shift your state with something like energy or reading a book or going for a walk all that kind of stuff it really helps and also really helps to kind of eat well but you are totally right like the fantasy books follow this circle like this the hero's journey don't they where there's someone that starts out and they're a little bit you know unsettled with their life and they want to do something and they go out into the world and they have all these failures and it's really hard they discover a power that they didn't know about and they start to use it and they 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 find they're not good at that they can't really use it in the way they want to they meet a mentor the mentor guides them and they go out on their own and they become this amazing thing but there's still trials along the way and and then the loop continues and it's it's one of these things where you're constantly you know yes anything can happen both the good and the bad and that's okay if that makes sense because yes. these heroes they always learn on the way and they learn on the journey and i think um and whatever book you're reading, whether it is fantasy where it is a little like that and you realise that the nerdiest, most, you know, most simple people in the world can actually have these amazing adventures and have these inner powers in them. You know, I love that story and I think it's really true for everyone. Like some of the best people I've ever met have been so unsure of themselves in life and but they've got so much to give. And I think once you understand that, A, you don't have to be perfect to be perfectly awesome uh you don't have to you know have the perfect life to have a perfectly good time you know that, that they, uh, life is this adventure that's up and down and all around and I really truly believe that and I think that's something that reading gives you and also gives you insights like outside of fantasy novels I'll read stories about real humans and I'll learn about their struggles and it gives you an empathy and an understanding and a and also an appreciation for your own life like you read a book about someone who's who has three kids and has passed away from cancer and you think who am I to be grumpy about my kids, you know, messy room? Like 
screw it. I'm, I'm here and I'm healthy and I'm with them. And isn't that a blessing? And I think it's some, such a beautiful thing that storytelling does, whether you're watching it, whether you're reading it, etc. I just happen to think that watching screens all the time makes you sometimes a little depressed rather than happy. If it's one yeah. movie or one Netflix, great, but you know, you get in the funk. But when it's something like it's reading, it's your own imagination that's fired up, you're totally transported, you're in someone else's world. And whether that is a fantastical world where anything is possible and there's this hero going on this crazy journey uh, that gives you a moment to go, you know what, I can do this. Or whether it is, you know, someone's real story and you think that's impressive or that's exciting or that's sad and, I, and it makes you reflect on your own life. I think those are, um, you know, all really important things to be taking in. It stops you being so self-focused. And I think that is one thing that... You know, I'm very, I can be narrow focused in terms of I'm going here and I'm, you know, not seeing the social events going on around me, but I'm certainly don't think I'm, I'm a self-focused person because I am aware of what other people need and, and their own journeys and me, you know, helping them, but not being responsible for them. So it's, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's one of those things where, um, yeah, I think, you know, they say, what was it? I heard this quote the other day that said being, um, oh, what was it? was talking about becoming um, modest or less selfish is not actually about talking about yourself less. It's about uh, thinking about yourself less. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Important one, you know, like how much can you give and how much can you get out there? And, and uh, yeah, I think it's, it's, a, it's a good journey and it's putting in to include other people in it. And I think that at this time that we've all kind of gone through, it's been a time mm. of kind of reprioritizing. Um, yes. and treasuring what we do have. And one of the questions I'm asking everybody is, what, what are you treasuring at the moment that you feel like is a symbol of yourself and your style? As in a thing? Yeah, something that represents you. Like, I mean, ideally mm. like a piece of clothing that kind of, yes, you know, that, that you treasure that represents you and that you kind of yes. feel... Oh, let me think. Let me think. What's a piece of clothing that really treasure represents? Actually, there is something, and I was thinking about this the other day because it's just obviously got quite cold here. And I had this. I have this. It's actually from First Base. You know that kind of streety athleisure wear First Base, yeah. and it's just a. It's like a pull-on, open, big, like oversized cardigan with a like a loose or not a structured one. Like a little bit like a fantasy cloak. <laughs> there you go. Now this item was your superhero. My, I know, right? It was my first um, item of like kind of cool activewear splurge that I bought about honestly close to a decade ago. Um, you know, when I was fresh in this industry, and I was thinking the other day that I've had this piece of clothing through all of my business from the very first business. It was the first thing I got. It, treated myself with that said that was like this is a treat for starting your business well done and you know I've had it I've worn it every winter since I wore it when I was pregnant with Izzy I even had it just after I had her in the delivery suite had it and I was I put it on this morning for the first time again because it's got quite cold and I was like hello old piece of clothing and it but it still looks great it's kind of like this it is a bit of a fantasy you know cowl in a way and it's just yeah. like I, I've had it through everything you know when, when Izzy was first born I used to wrap her in it um every single winter I pull it out and it's easy to like have on in the gym and then just chuck off before I start teaching and that's probably something that I would say I, I had this moment just the other day where I was like I really treasure this like I, I really love this and look the other thing I'm obsessed with is spring court shoes I don't know if you've uh, if you've ever worn those they're like these yeah, canvas yeah. shoes I literally yeah. have them in about a dozen colors and building because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I wear them it's like 
for streetwear athletics, they go with yeah. surfwear and I've even been known to wear them with a ball gown. <laughs> Have you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice silky white ball gown, white spring courts, done. Yeah, that, that, that to me is very Libby Babette. <laughs> very Libby Babette. Every speaking engagement, nice pants, nice shirt, different colour spring courts. I've got shiny ones too. Is there anything that you're dying to wear that you've needed an occasion for? Oh, now that we're coming out of COVID. I've been dying to wear that I need an occasion for. Oh, oh, oh. You know, like the thing that's coming to mind is something really kind of boring, but kind of me. So I'm a real summer girl. Like I'm a Queenslander, right? I grew up in Queensland. I'm not a winter person. Every winter I like grab a, a coat or something and put it over, but I'm kind of in denial about wearing it. And I feel like there was really beautiful weather at the as COVID came in and we got banned from the beaches. We, we couldn't use any of it. <laughs> we couldn't use any of it. And I'm actually really dying to just put on some swimwear and go in the water. And I even have this little matching like bikini me and Izzy that I'm just dying to put on. I didn't get to wear because I bought it right as that was happening. I was like, damn it, she'll probably be grown out of it. Yeah. But you know, that's me. I just can't wait to get down there and actually have the first swim of spring again. So we'll see. Well, you're such a natural beauty. One of the questions I did want to ask you was, um, you you feel like you've been put on this earth to help other people. Yeah. Your mum's a nurse. Make them a little bit happier. (laughs) Yes. Your mum's a nurse. Your sister's a youth worker. Yes. (laughs) Like all that goodness. All that natural beauty, where does oh, is that just something that's just wrapped into your family, or you know, yeah, look, I think that I do have a really beautiful family. You know, we we are all a bit of a we're simple in terms of simple pleasures and what we like and what we need, and you know, we're but we are really important to each other. And look, I'm a big sister who has just you know, my mum and my dad were always always there we were number one for them they were always you know they've never like oh you take time with her they fought for time with us and I love that and um and yeah my sisters are just beautiful souls and I I truly do think yeah it kind of is wrapped into us to to give back where we can and to prioritize people who who might need us and that would love people that we can love yeah so it's well nice. thank you for doing that for me and, and oh, all the people so that are part of the upbeat. Um, oh, you're welcome. Thanks for being part of the community. I love oh having my it. God. Love having yes. Girls. Well, I'm a full gym convert now because of you. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Happiness. <laughs> That's so um, good. Please stay. Yeah. You and your beautiful uh, niece too, who I love. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I'll let you oh. go because I know a class is about to start. Yes, you guys can hear it in the background. Sorry about that. But it's so nice to chat to you today. And I'm Thank sorry that I don't have more fancy style thing to talk about. But no. proficient in the style of having a, a fun life. <laughs> and it's, it's, your style is pulling you, which is, which is what this is about. So, thanks. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll see, see you online soon. Thank Bye. you. While Libby prefers life's simple pleasures and has her feet firmly on the ground, it's hard not to want to elevate her to the status of superhero. Like her beloved fantasy book characters, she's faced adversity, she's found her power, and she's made it her life's work to use her strength for the betterment of others. 
It's no surprise then that performance wear and hooded cloaks come to determine how she gets dressed, but it's the smile she wears on her face that define her, and it's Livy's style to make sure she's going to do something great with it. Thank you for listening to this bonus series over the last few months. It's been a pleasure to present Style at Home, and I'm looking forward to sharing season two of Style Stories with you soon.